is up, everybody? Welcome to episode one of K9 Street League Live. Uh, the podcast will be talking mostly about K9 Street League um, and all the events, trials, workshops, uh, decoy certs, pretty much anything involving Street League updates, as well as other protection sports and just things going on in the protection or sport community that we know of or that we hear of. So for episode one, I have my guys out in Florida, uh, Mr. Courtney Wolf and Mr. Chris Corley over here. Um, so I'll start. I'll kind of uh, basically bring you guys in one by one. Uh, but let's go ahead and tell them who you guys are, where you're from. I'll start with Courtney. Courtney, who are you? Where are you from? What's your business name? And how can people uh, get a hold of you? Well, my name's Courtney Wolf. Um, I operate out of St. Petersburg, Florida, and I can be found on Instagram, Wolfhouse K9. Same thing for Facebook. Awesome. Awesome. And then this is actually pretty, as I'm learning more about Florida, just talking to you guys, is that northern, central, or southern of Florida? It, it would be the northern tip of southern. Oh, okay. North-south. It's like the position I was in earlier today in jiu-jitsu yeah. having Leopoldo smash his groin <laughs> on my ear, which is which there is a photo of <laughs> that Aaron took. Uh you know, I have to, have to always have some inappropriate stuff in here. All right, Mr. Chris Corley. All right. Tell them who you are, where you're from, where they can find you, and all your business stuff. Yeah, so uh, my name is Chris Corley. I am located in the north part of Florida, um, polar opposite of Courtney, uh, centralized. Uh, I am uh, overseeing Primal Canine Florida. Uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram at Primal Canine Florida. Uh, along with the um, my main page, which is going to be under Nomad Decoy, um, pretty simple. And then the email is primalk9florida at gmail.com. Awesome, awesome. So you guys are part of the wave of the the first, I, I call it the OG decoy certs. You know, Chris, I, you were in LA, and then Courtney, you were in Memphis. So let's talk a little bit about the decoy certification process before we kind of refined it to what it is now, especially with all I think pro oh, pro camps coming up here first. And then during the pro camp, we're going to be doing the invitational, which um, we have the, you know, basically decoys that have to come in, participate in pro camp, but also have to do the cert aspect of it. Uh, whoever wants to go first, kind of give them your experience with the decoy certification. Well, when, when I went to the certification, it was uh, a little bit of technique in the beginning and then a whole lot of seeing if we would quit through physical exercise and then sort of ended with, can we use technique when we're tired? Exactly. And Memphis was 110, 100 and it was, I know it was, yeah, it was too hot. It was too hot. It was about a hundred plus, and then the humidity factor was about 70, 80 percent humidity. We were pouring water on guys just so they wouldn't pass out. Yeah. yeah. I know G walked up to me. He's like, Mike, he's like, there's a heat advisory. Should we stop or should we stop? I was like, no, like we're not. I mean, sorry, sorry, G. Dolphin noise. Can't cuss in here. Just clip that part out. Um, but yeah, he's like, no, he's like, so there's a heat advisory warning. He's like, that say to get inside. I'm like, no, let's just put suits on and start running more. <laughs> if they die, they die. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Mr. Uh, Mr. Corley here. What is what is your experience? Uh, and where did you where did you cert? And what is your experience with the cert? Um. So uh, start yeah it was the 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 primary the initial certification man. I'm, you guys put those banners out and those uh, posts. Um, my intention was to attend uh, just to get a little bit more um, understanding and groundwork and decoying. Uh, and then, you know, we showed face in LA and I mean, it was hot. It's at Oscar Moore's property, uh, training property out there at Elevated Canine between two overpasses. So you never would even notice if you drove past it. Um, same thing. Uh, first couple of uh, hours on the first day uh, was more mechanics and footwork, uh, you know, I'd say moderate pace and then uh, your famous words, you know, run. So um, see who would see who would pass out and quit. And there was a, there was a lot of strain. I mean, we had a good show out. It was a good amount of people, um, but you know, no one was lost, uh, lost in the sauce when it came to making sure that they got their fair share of, uh, you know, pain and discontent. Um, in yeah. That notion. So my, my favorite part <laughs> It's always it's always seeing the look of like, oh, this is fun to like. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Either people go more into the happy space, or they go more into I'm dying. This hurts, and now I'm puking yeah. on over the floor and crying. We've only yeah, made like two people cry. I remember asking if ugly crying was allowed. You said crying was <laughs> yeah, okay, but that. ugly crying was not allowed. I remember Courtney asking that. Uh, that's what that. 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 <laughs> That was you, Courtney. Okay, that hard to remember. He but Courtney yeah. was in the zone though. Like he was in his own world and just like just I mean just yeah, he was out just, he was out to the right, at least like five yep. or ten feet away from everybody on that side. Yeah, he didn't go. want to be around any nonsense. There was no nonsense area where he was at. Just going in my sweet zone and <laughs> Living off of watching the misery of others, you know. Yeah, that is true. You, you got to get. I was right there. Um, so that's like you know, obviously, like when we do this decoy certification, and that's you know, Courtney, you kind of stated it properly. Like what I was looking at, really, because I'm I'm looking at the volume of dogs that we will potentially be working there during these trials and the consistency, and not having such a large group of decoys, but enough decoys to where we can operate throughout the United States and people get enough a, a lot more reps and you know as you you know if you guys travel so you know when you're traveling you're decoying you're running your own business you're doing all these things there's a specific amount of fatigue mental mentally and physically that you're going to get from doing all those things so my what i look for and like these are things i do to myself um and things i was doing to myself you know just kind of seeing like how things work is you know what can how can i find the decoys you know maybe like at a skill set that's like okay like not like crazy high but like you know that we can build up you know through pro camps through the technique through the stuff that we're going to do but have like the physical and mental fortitude to one absorb some information from me who is you know states things very simple uh absorb the information go through the physical workout and then what do they retain during that information now that they're tired and like not just tired tired like you know like when people say like oh i'm tired but i'm talking about like I know that you're tired because what we just put you through sucks, <laughs> sucked. So now let's see what you can do. And then, you know, kind of adding, 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 especially in the certification process. My workshops are, you know, very, a little bit different, but their certification process, it's like, okay, let's see 
what we can do and push the limits here in a, in a, in a I'll use air quotes as Katie says, because this is going to go on, you know, podcast uh, networks like Apple and Spotify and everything, air quotes, safely um, do, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, we push the ante a little bit, but I think, I think all in all, you know, we got a pretty good group of, you know, a little, little, a uh, little bit of, a little bit of crazy and, um, well, a lot of bit of crazy and, uh, you know, and, and a good solid group of guys that, and, you know, and some girls who are going to do well. And I, I look forward to building on that and, you know, using guys like yourselves, like, you know, our senior decoys in street league to kind of help, uh, guide and nourish those, those guys too. And those people, which is why, you know, we're setting up those, you know, centralized hubs in Florida, you know, Memphis, Texas, and Cali to where we can have these like club level trials and have decoys like, you know, your guys' selves who kind of kind of guide the way a little bit for the decoys that will be selecting in those specific areas. So that kind of leads me, you know, a good segue here to the next step in street league. So with the first three trials and trial number four coming in on the East Coast, you know, we've kind of we've been able to really kind of figure out, okay, like especially with this time off from three to four, really look back at tape, uh, all the conversations and talks I've had with everybody, the text messages, you know, just different like that. Uh, and really kind of look into what's needed to be done to create a little smooth or just to improve, right? We don't ever, it's not, we don't want to stay the same. We don't want to go backwards. We want to go forwards. We want to create a better experience for tryout for the, everybody, you know, from everybody, from the spectators to the competitors, to the judges, to the decoys, to, you know, all the tech we do, we use, um, and we want to improve on everything. So it takes a little while as we're building up, you know, to kind of figure out, especially with all the other stuff we have going on, everybody as individuals, um, you know, just to put things and make sure we have a much more fluid format. And that's why now after reviewing everything and all the talks we've had, you know, I've decided essentially what we're going to do is we're going to start doing club level trials um, with holding the same standard that we're setting uh, that we've set already. Uh, just more in a more frequent manner to essentially get more people training for street league, get more people competing in street league, you know, open up the, you know, the, the pool of competitors throughout the country and soon to be the world. So I'm pretty excited that excited <clears throat> with that, you know, and step one, uh, to the club level trials was to do the workshops that you guys did. And you guys were the, you know, the first ones to, you know, do you guys were the, you know, tip of the spear with that one all the way in the East coast were to do the workshop. So let's talk about before we get into the club level trials and everything like that, uh, or what you guys is, are anticipating or expecting from it. Let's talk about, you know, what your guys experience was with the, uh, the workshop, the specifically the street league workshop out there in Florida, considering, that's on the far, far end from where we actually even, you know, started within Cali. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I noticed is there's a, there's a whole lot of, of interest in the sport, but what I think uh, a lot of people maybe take uh, for granted before they, they, they really get involved is how much, you know, technique is required just to be able to participate at the entry level you know, the decoy neutrality for that EL, I think rivals a PSA one. And so a lot of the folks coming in are sort of new to sport. Um, and, and I see a little bit of lag between um, where they are relative to where they need to be. And I think that's why it's important to have these hubs, because this isn't a sport unless you're very specifically training for it that you can just show up and do well in. 
I think uh, you brought a good point in there. Uh, and this is something that was super, I don't want to say it was irritating to me, but actually, yeah, it was kind of irritating to me. <laughs> but I remember before trial one uh, out in San Diego, everyone was like, when I did the rule book and we did all the neutrality things, I was like, it was like it, the EL is too simple. The obedience is too short. You know, there's just, it's just too mm -hmm. simple. Like, you know, it's not like, like, it's just, you know, I don't know if this is going to go well. And like, I think like 80% failed like right away. I can't, I, Corley, you were there, right? Mm -hmm. For the first yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. We had, it was, like, a, it was a, a decent size. Yeah. Like I, I, I would say at least 50, I mean, some, a certain amount like flooded out and I'm like, oh, like maybe it wasn't that simple. Like <laughs> your dog can't walk around the decoys, but I think you, you know, you brought up a good point with that one, Courtney. And that was something I was like, all right, they, it's, it got worked on significantly going to trial two and three, but it's still like that EL is no joke, especially if you're brand new to it, especially the, the you mm -hmm. know, that obedience and, you know, all the moving decoys and everything. Mm -hmm. Corley. There's a lot. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Ahead. I was just going to say there's a lot of dogs that bring the, the real, the aggression and the confidence necessary to compete when it comes to the bite work stage. But having a dog like that, that you can, have neutral to decoys on the field is is quite a challenge you know that that's not something to be taken lightly especially no correction callers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. good kc yeah um i mean um about a, a mirroring uh you know what what courtney stated um there's a a lot that doesn't i feel that doesn't go into um the thought process when it comes to the the initial entry of you know wanting to obtain this sport it's a it's a big first leap for a lot of handlers like courtney said a lot of neutrality a lot of clarity uh discrimination between uh markers um the bond that they build with their dogs i mean the eo will poke holes in a lot of uh from what i've seen a lot of relationships with handlers and their dogs um, if it's more pushed and pull or, you know, whatever I may have you. So um, <clears throat> we saw a little bit of that uh, when it came to the uh, seminar. Um, a lot of ambition, a lot of motivation, which is always great. Um, I think the, the smack in the face that a lot of people got when we said, because what we did, we did a dry run. We made it very simple, Barney style threw the cones out for the initial box drill and then the uh, single stack weave and had them walk through independently uh, before we started bringing dogs out. Cause once dogs are out, people, you know, you, you start to lose mechanics. Um, and once those dogs were out, we started to really refine and um, plant the seed in their minds of certain and smaller movements that they need to pay mind to that can ultimately fester into something or grow into something positive or fester into something negative in their training. So, um, you know, we had a balance of people that needed a, a good amount of work and then others that, you know, had to refine some things, but overall it was a, uh, it was a good experience. And who you guys sent me, someone sent me a video of a, as a border collie that like mounted his leg yeah. on freaking on Rich's <laughs> leg on Rich's yeah. leg and then got sent out to like get Courtney. Whose dog was that again? So that belongs to a, a gentleman in Lakeland, Florida. So central Florida, John Canines, his business, his dog maker okay. was on that show. America's top dog. 
uh, does a bunch of aggression work, odor work. He does sheep herding. Uh, he goes fishing. Uh, uh, but he, he, he does a bunch of tricks. He's the only border collie I know with titanium teeth. So he's pretty gnarly for a border collie. That's for sure. Yeah. That was badass. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, looks a lot good. of clean, a lot, yeah, a lot of clean obedience. I mean, he can work that dog with with little to no equipment on, so that bond mm -hmm. is definitely there between the both of them. Very biddable. No, that's the, um, yeah. I think like, one thing too, and you guys are talking about, like you know, uh, Casey, you brought this up too, is there's something that like I talk to my guys about, you know, especially in our club, is even if you are, let's say, training, and you because this is a question always people always ask me. It's like, you know, I don't have four decoys. How can I do, like, how can I train the pattern? How can I train the stuff if I don't have four <clears> decoys here? And I think, and this is just, you know, me from, you know, from start to now with Street League, and something I've learned is that a lot of the times it's not necessarily about the decoys because the pattern itself of the that first up, left, down, right, you know, left, right again, people get confused just on the pattern. So, you know, just if you can, you know, with your eyes closed, run a pattern that takes off part of the anxiety when you're trying to mm -hmm. manage a dog who wants to nuke these decoys, you know, as he's going through. So, you know, that first like initial like, you know, scarceness of like, oh, man, like, you know, am I going to be like, I which way do I go? And then you're like, well, don't bite the dog, Fluffy, like, or don't bite the decoy, Fluffy. you know, you're not doing <laughs> stuff like that. Like you're trying to manage different things. So I tell like our club members, like, just run it mechanically. That way, you know it, you know, front, backward, side to side, and you could run this blind, you know, like the, if you could, because that takes a lot of pressure off in the initial part of it too, just running that. And also just learning, you know, the the simple things that we've learned in the last three trials is how do you handle your leash? Like I know, Courtney, you come from like, you know, ring, you know, so, you know, mm -hmm. a handler can deduct a lot of points from the dog without knowing. And that's also something that we're seeing in Street League, especially as we refine the scores. You know, the J and the leash, make sure you're doing that. Make sure you're not doing so much handler help. And mm -hmm. for, for newbies that come into this world, which is awesome to see so many new faces and people who are really like into <laughs> it, you know, to come into it, you see the videos of like someone with their arm a little bit angled out and that'll mm -hmm. get you points deducted <clears throat> in street league because it's handler help. So these are all yep. small things. And this is why workshops, like the ones that you guys did and you guys are going to, you know, we'll continue to do. And the one that we're going to do, here in May after pro camp, you know, with the judges, like you guys had Rich Aquino with you, who is, you know, the other head judge of street league, which is a huge thing for, you know, obviously, and also, obviously, you know, and obviously, obviously a badass trainer in, in itself. Um, but, you know, you guys had him there. So that's why it's so much value to go to these workshops. Cause you pick up on a lot of different things that, you know, will help you not necessarily just in street league, if you're doing street league, but in training, mm -hmm. you know, if you just for training in general. Oh yeah. I mean, if your training system isn't up to par, you're going to really struggle in the sport. Um, you know, if you overemphasize control, you know, your dog could have problems with the aggression work. If you overemphasize the aggression work, your dog's going to have problems with control. And and the routine or the exercise, uh, the bag snatch, you know, if there's any sort of conflict between the handler and the dog, that's going to come out when the handler is striking the decoy with the bag. And yeah. so your training system really needs to be complete. And I agree with you, Mike, if you know, having enough decoys, that is an important component at a certain point. But if your training system isn't complete, it almost doesn't matter how many decoys you have. Dude, that's a that's why I brought in the the hits with the bag. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I want because mm -hmm. that I mean, like, you know, let's say like, you know, we all have been around like 
like the old school training things where like you know sometimes that end of that leash comes into play for for some mm-hmm. <laughs> for some, mm-hmm. some some trainers and what does that overhand right with the bag look like when it comes over when it comes over to hits the decoy and especially where they're yep. supposed to hit so there's a lot of testing elements that may seem uh you know the new you know the novice eye you know may seem like oh okay like that's just you know it's just thrown in there but there's a lot of integral parts that have been put into what we're doing to kind of you know expose some maybe training flaws that you can go back and work on you know or mm-hmm. you know work on with your team and everything mm-hmm. agree Lo- lots of fun stuff so we're you know as you know going back into the the club level trials i'm really excited for this one because uh Ideally, you know, the original plan with Street League was to do this in seasons. And, you know, by the end of the season, we would have an individual champion and a club level champion. And what it'll do, what we're doing with that. And now that, um, excuse me, Michael Nesbeth from Grassroots Canine has finished the first, basically the EL and detection, uh, it's going to contribute to an additional club score. So one of the cool things about Street League is that you don't have to participate in just the protection uh, stuff, you know, like that we're talking about now. We don't have to just do this, the protection side of it. You can also do the odor side of it, which will have its own scoring, its own, you know, set. You can compete in each one, but it doesn't combine like, you know, say sports like IGP uh, who have tracking and agility uh, and, you know, protection um, it's not going to be something to where it's all like lumped into one score or anything in general. It's its own part of K9 Street League and it'll be its own detection side of it. So, you know, at the club level trials, once we get the protections, protection part down and things are rolling, then the detection aspect of it's going to be unrolled as well uh, after we go through, you know, the trial and error of that stuff. And it'll be cool because not now each club, whether you have a dog who may be a killer in detection, but has no work, you know, no protection side of it or, you know, aggression side of it, uh, Courtney was saying, you can still be a contributor to your club, but you can train Mm -hmm. in that specifically. Or if your dog does dual purpose, you can do everything. And then eventually we're going to add it. We're going to unroll the freestyle um, obedience side too. Uh, It's just, you know, we're trying to, as fast as I want to go, it is not really um attainable right now so we're going to be working through these things and develop it so it all comes smooth together so when we do go to trials in a couple years here you know we'll have detection we'll have the freestyle will be we'll have the protection aspect of it which will all kind of come together and build these clubs up so if you guys have clubs out there you know this is the time to kind of get into because now you can kind of expand your club with a variety of different things going on and you know that's where i kind of went off on a tangent here but, you know, with when we start doing, you know, these club level trials, you know, it's going to be fun because it's going to be a big event and or you know, events everywhere. And, you know, just the the community and culture that we're creating with Street League, I think it'll just kind of help advance you know, the the sports sport world in general and the culture in general in the sport world with, you know, what we what we do out there. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so let's say if you were to describe, you know, a Street League trial to somebody who hasn't been, hasn't gone to any trial or hasn't gone to trials is brand new. Uh, what would you describe the trial atmosphere, the, 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 I guess the setting, how would you guys describe that? I mean, it's a whole event, you know, there's, we have, you know, there's DJs, there's, there's live music, there's, uh, you know, a competition going on, but it's, it's a, a spectacle, you know, I, I, I think that the, the, 
folks that come in just to observe or are, are there and they're going to be entertained. Um, you know, not just with the quality of the dogs that are coming out, but the the effort and the energy that you guys put into the the small details, just making it a, a, a total experience. Yes, sir. That's that's kind of the so everybody, the family affair, except for the times I slip up and cuss on the mic like I do here. <laughs> I think the the last one I was like I forgot what I was saying. And actually, you know, I'm like I'm right because I was right by that merchandise booth, and then there's like three kids right there, and I'm like, <laughs> Mike, you have a child too. Please act like <laughs> it would not be a event, you know, honor you. You're right. I wouldn't you be. Know. Wouldn't be. I blame the day quill and then the high noons. I blame. I blame that. <laughs> yeah. KC. Yeah. So, um, I associate it with like a runaway train. Uh, everything stays on track, uh, but pretend, depending on where you look at on that train, uh, there's different things going on. Um, you know, uh, if you're there to observe and watch. Uh, there's a, a, a family oriented kind of atmosphere. Again, what Mike said to caveat, the occasional bomb drop here and there, uh, we're doing our best, um, <clears throat> vendors, uh, live music, um, you know, food, uh, fun, uh, you get to see, you know, decoys tall, uh, short, large and slim, uh, you know, get worked, uh, along with the dogs themselves. Uh, competitors are fierce when they come onto the trial field. Everybody leaves with some type of uh, memento. You know, it might be a, a nugget of knowledge. Um, hopefully, at the end of it, you leave with a with a certification, a title, and, and maybe some cash in your pocket. So, it's different. It's different from the trials that I've seen, um, heard about, and, and been in attendance. Uh, so it's um it's something to hold on to. And again, with those aspects of adding the odor work and the uh, the, the stylish kind of flare OB aspect, uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, that's the, I think like the the thing that I like, or, you know, the, as far as the progression of trials, obviously this is not like describing like what our events are, but you brought up like the, like the EL stuff, like we've talked about from the first trial to this last one, the... <clears throat> the el preparation i like i really enjoyed about the last one was that you can see people were training for it mm. like 100%. you like like mm. it's like the first two that like you can tell like people are like oh i competed in psa or i competed in this or i competed in that and then like they walked on you like oh you know not, not that many people pass and then the third one you're like oh you guys have been actually like yeah. putting in work here because they people got took you know it serious yeah, we had the tiebreaker. We did all the other stuff, and it was really cool. And you know, they as we progress and continue to build these ones, you know, we're, we'll build on all aspects of it. I like I like the runaway train because what's the the person run the running the train? That's the is it the conductor? The conductor, yeah. Like if you're look if you're focusing on the conductor, which is typically me, it's a good thing I don't have hair anymore because I'd probably be pulling <laughs> it out or you know like or balding on site as we would see it. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's part of the runaway train. Is it was psychopath driving it, but but um, <laughs> no, but it's it's all in good fun, and I'm really excited to see after this next one and the continued growth this year because I anticipate um these these club trials coming out here pretty quick, which you know you guys will you guys will be talking about offline a little later about um stuff on that stuff that's on the club of trials and when we can expect them and get everything rolling here, um because yeah there'll be a lot of fun stuff here. 
All right. So we talked about pro. Oh, so we have pro camp coming up here. Pro camp's going to be <clears> real fun. We have Omar Lima, who's the strength ignition coach. He's going to be up in there. We're going to be uh, doing the invitational decoy cert, uh, decoy certification here. And while I have you guys here, we're still rolling. What would you guys, what piece of advice would you give the invitees for the decoy cert? Now, keep this in mind, guys. We're going to be in a private or being on our private property. There's going to be no auditors. There's just the other pro decoys involved in my facility with my dogs and my own camera crew and everyone signing mm. a, a waiver. What, 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 what <laughs> had to plug that in there. You're going to be signing a waiver. <laughs> what, what advice would you guys be giving these decoys coming in for this certification? <clears throat> Well, you definitely want to have a suit that fits, that you have mobility in, gauntlets that don't take away from your mobility. And <laughs> you need to, you, at the end of the day, you need to be in shape. You know, if you're, if you're coming in and, and you're not, you're not in good physical shape, you're not hydrated, you're not eating right, you will fall out. You know, this isn't a thing that you can just be tough and, and get through. Um, you know, you got to be ready and prepared on top of just, you know, having the talent required to, to safely catch the dogs. There's a whole lot of people that, you know, take pride in, in, in being decoys, but you know, they're, they're only doing it to make themselves look good or for whatever they get, you know, uh, social credit for doing so, but not a lot of people that understand, you know, how to keep the animal safe and actually prioritize that over their own. Yup. That is, and that is why we structure it the way we structure it. Casey, what uh, what um, advice here? It's a different dynamic for this for this uh, invitation pro camp like certification for these guys. You know, we for the example out in Memphis, hundred plus degrees. Like we didn't have no control over the temperature. You know, the humidity it started to to rise. The you know, and you have twenty people in attendance, and and you know, random people watching and viewing that are there just for the knowledge-based information, you know, your, someone's anxiety could peak and, you know, you can put too much too soon or, you know, like as Courtney said, you know, make sure that you're physically fit, you're mentally there, you know, you're paying attention to the techniques. Um, you can hurt yourself, you can hurt your dog. It's, <clears throat> it's the Savile Road of, of, you know, being a decoy, like, Make sure your suit fits. Make sure you have the proper equipment underneath because there's dogs that bite and there's dogs that bite really hard and everybody's a badass until um, you get smacked the right way, you know, by the right dog. And you don't want to be, you know, knocked on your back end during the certification. You know, you want to show competence. You want to show control. You want to show uh, clarity uh, in your thought process. So being, having it and, you know, Primal Canines facility, um, what a select few in attendance. It's going to be indoors. Like they, they get it. They, they're having a, they have a little bit of a head start compared to what the other certifications were. Um, not by much, but, uh, you know, show up, be hydrated, motivate. Don't be a Debbie Downer. I don't, I don't like a Debbie Downer. You know, I'm always laughing. I always crack a joke. I want people smiling. Uh, Cause you, know, you can find happiness and discomfort and, so bring your A game. 
and yeah. you know take from take it take you know take what you can from it even if you know you don't obtain the certification and just being and one thing too with the invite uh invite itself is once you are invited per se and you do, do have a good showing uh you know the potential of you being re-invited if you do have a good showing uh is pretty high so those are one mm. that's another thing uh the 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 best part about this one is because obviously we don't there's we don't have control over the elements of where the certification is like how you know, like it was super hot in LA and like a super hot in Memphis at one ten I plan on making up for that in other ways. Um, <laughs> well, that's good. It's good to know. Yeah, and and I know no I know no one's gonna be dumb enough to bring a training weight suit, so they're gonna bring either semi comp or comp, and I got some really good leg biters right now, um, mm -hmm. who are gonna make that oh, real. Jesus very very funny pretend and pre specifically one giant one named felix uh, i was about to ask if felix is going to be <laughs> oh yeah that's your trash compactor man that's your trash yeah. compactor courtney you haven't you haven't met him yet but you will no. and i'm, I'm sure <laughs> he mike i was over i was over in california and mike brings felix out and this is the first time i've seen him since he was a lot younger and he puts him on a back tie and i have my comp suit and i borrowed gauntlets and to add to the ones that I had and he bit me right below the knee and I look at Mike and I was like hmm bites hard you can go and take them off because <laughs> he popped through the suit and he popped through the gauntlet and the only thing that was saving my leg at that point was really 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 thin neoprene so bless anybody's heart who catches that dog with some speed <laughs> yeah he, he a big boy he's clean but you know he's also like 110 pounds of just for some reason dutch shepherd i don't i don't you know so black bear and dutch shepherd uh so before i get to the sponsorships and, and wrap this stuff up let's go ahead and let everybody know again where we can find you on the social medias uh let's start with you casey where can everyone find you in social media and in the internets yeah so on facebook uh my personal page is uh nomad decoy nomad underscore decoy and then for um uh, the business page, uh, Primal K9 Florida. So Primal K9 FL. Um, you can reach me on there. Uh, and if you need to uh, push out an email, Primal K9 Florida at gmail.com. K9 spelled out C A N I N E. Awesome. Mr. Wolf. All right. I can be found on Facebook and Instagram at Wolfhouse K9, W O L F H A U S, letter K number nine. Um, you can, you know, Instagram or Facebook will be the best ways to get a hold of me. Awesome. Awesome. And for us, if you're just catching this on one of the pot, wherever you get your podcast at, uh, it is ptv.network. Uh, my Instagram, I believe is Mike Jones underscore PC. And you can also uh, check this out on YouTube. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe, comment, like even, you know, in the comments, especially on the YouTube uh, we take those in, into consideration when we talk about topics in all of our podcasts, and especially with this being a new podcast where it's going to be sports specific um, and protection specific uh, for the K9SL Live. We'll definitely be taking in some questions in from uh, that world as well. So make sure you guys follow, subscribe, like, and share with your friends. And then finally, I got to do a big shout out to our Street League official sponsor, uh, Ray Allen Manufacturing. Uh, you can catch them at rayallen.com forward slash k9sl make sure you use the promo code primal 10 for an additional discount uh, and yeah big shout out to uh mr wilson you guys you know both know matt uh billy and the whole crew over there so shout out to those guys 
And um, but yeah, guys, appreciate you for taking your guys' time out of your busy days. I know it's the start of the week, but you know, like I say, there's no start of the week when you're a dog trainer because those mother those mother dolphin noises don't ever take days off, uh, especially the working ones. So appreciate us taking some time. Uh, and appreciate everyone uh, watching this or listening to this wherever you are.